You're listening to Miss Talks Podcast. May I speak sincerely with your hosts, Angel and Walter LaRae. Real talk, real people, sincere conversations. Let's get into the podcast. Welcome back, beautiful people. It is episode three. We're coming in hot in the mic. How you doing today? This is Miss Talks Podcast. May I speak sincerely with your hosts, Angel and Walter LaRae. I am the poet, Walter LaRae, and that is my dope co-host, Angel. Angel, how you doing, sir? I'm cool, man. How about you? I'm good, man. Sound like the devil opened the door over there. Is he Is he coming to get you? <laughs> He's not welcome here. <laughs> He's not welcome here. I understand, man. Hey, man, welcome back on the mic, brother. How you doing? I'm good, man. Same to you, dude. Always good to chop it up, you know. No doubt, man. No doubt. I mean, you know, it's season three, man. We've been dropping these episodes, man. I've been having a great time, brother. Hey, so much going on, man. You know how we do it on Miss Talks. Is, uh, we keep it real. We keep it raw. But most importantly, man, we want to entertain you guys with the facts and some opinions because, you know, I have a lot of those as well. But we'll stick to the facts. But <laughs> at any rate, brother, you know. What's what's on the agenda? What 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 we what are we going to uh bring on the 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 plate of Miss Talks podcast today? Oh man, where do I start? I mean, I guess we go for the elephant in the room, the whole situation that recently uh happened with Nick Cannon. You know, I feel like um there's a lot of opinions floating around and you know, I even hear some responses from him in reference to him feeling like his community turned their back on him. Uh, called him a sellout and you know for the record you know I've always admired Nick Cannon I've always supported him still think he's a stand-up guy but I do feel like he handled the situation um, poorly I I feel like that he kind of missed the point in his actions Um, you know I'm not all about that that council that council culture and all that nonsense but and I believe that you know people we have to be human and allowed to make mistakes and uh, but more importantly, we have to be allowed to learn and grow from those mistakes. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, my my consensus is bump Nick Cannon because and, and I'm not saying that as in cancel Nick. I'm saying bump Nick Cannon because he should be the least of anybody's worries at this point, because we're still living in a situation where Breonna Taylor's murders have not even been charged. In addition to that. You know, there's no progress with George Floyd's case. Ahmad Ross, uh, uh, Ahmad Arbery, uh, excuse me, Rashad Arbery's case. There's no updates. Like, so where are we on those topics versus a podcast conversation uh, between two gentlemen? Right. You know, um, the, the, here's where I'm going to get into and unpack with, you know, of course, those things are very important and we need to stay focused. But let's go ahead and address the Nick Cannon uh, podcast. So basically, he got accused of being, um, you know, saying some things that was considered to be um, anti-Semitic. He spoke some things about the Jewish people. He spoke some things in totality about Caucasian people. And a lot of people got uproared. So we're going to unpack some of those things and address them one on one. But before we get into that. I want to tell you the defining differences between energies, right? Okay. I want that same energy when we talk about Breonna Taylor from the people who got offended at what Nick Cannon said. 
Because see, here's the hypocrisy from where I stand. You have a young lady who was an EMT. It kills me when I'm describing her and I have to use a three-letter word, was. Because she should still be. Her life should still be existing. She was an EMT. She was a, a, a contributor to her community. She was a bright, shining star. Okay? The one place that you should feel the safest, she was murdered, which was her home. Right? Now, I want people who have responded to Nick Cannon's podcast to have that same energy when it comes to bringing justice to the unjust act of murdering Breonna Taylor in her own home. Because see, this is where we play this ping pong game. We bring up Black Lives Matter. This interview surfaces and now all of a sudden the energy is directed. See, look, that's racist. You can't say that. You can't say this. So let's unpack what was said. Okay. Okay. So one of the things that got people in the uproar is he said the Jewish people, people are not Hebrews, the God's chosen people. I wholeheartedly support that statement. You want to weigh in on that? So you support the statement that Jewish people or the so-called Jewish people right now are not really God's people. I do. Okay. So let's go deeper in that. Why do you feel that way? Because if you trace the history and if you trace the lineage far, far enough, Jewish people yell from Yiddish, which is the higher regions up above where Russia. Uh, What is that area? Northern Russia, Northern Russia, um, Northern, you know, Russia, somewhere up along that in those regions. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, Huh? Huh? So is this not making sense? None of it is making sense to me. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's first and foremost. Okay. Okay. Um, and, And here's where American religious nuts have been duped. You go and, and and talk about God's chosen in the nation of Israel, and you talk about Jewish people. When it, it, when when you look at the 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 standard, even when you look at when Israel was occupied, even the historical facts tell you that the people who occupied Israel wasn't the original inhabitants of that land. I've read that before. So the people that you re- even refer to as Israelites right now are not the true Israelites. They occupied that land after the Israelites were driven out of it, the Hebrew. Jewish is Yiddish. Yiddish does not equate to Hebrew. Okay, so let me break this down for you. Even when you look at the complex, even when you look at the appearance of Yiddish, right? In order for Moses, in order for Jesus himself to be hidden amongst the people to fit in, you have to have some form of resemblance. True or false? True. Okay. So, pale skin, auburn, light brown, light blonde hair in the middle of the desert. Does that make sense to you? No, sir, it doesn't. Okay. No, I'm just. I'm, stop I'm just. No, no. I know somebody. I know somebody gritting their teeth right now. No, like, well, you can grit your teeth. Like. You know, you can stump your feet. You can do whatever you want to do. But look, the facts are the facts. Now, I, I'll. You know, if you, I've always said, and we said it again uh, in previous episode, 
history has mm-hmm. been rewritten. And when history has been rewritten, it's been rewritten to serve a certain cause. And that is the one who's holding the pen. The one who's yes, holding sir. the pen is writing in his favor. He's not writing in, in the favor of the world. He's writing in his favor to resemble him. That's why white Jesus resembled what they want. But if you read the Bible, it doesn't state what the description of Jesus does not look like he's a white man. In fact, the picture that you praise in this Jesus is not really the picture of Jesus. It's a picture of a some other cat. But, you know, you know what I'm trying to so, get to. All of this is smoke and mirrors. So the problem okay. that I have with the whole situation, I'm waiting for you to get off into the nitty gritty, but I wanted to go through the history lesson as well. So I'm going to be patient because I don't want to put the horse before the carriage. Uh, excuse me, the carriage before the horse, the buggy before the horse. But you got to build a okay. buggy, though. You got to build the buggy. So, okay. So, <laughs> all right. Yiddish, a language used by Jews in Central and Eastern Europe before the Holocaust. It was originally a German dialect with words from he mixed up Hebrew and several modern language and is today spoken mainly in the U.S. and Israel and originated mainly in Russia. Yes, sir. Okay, I'm just saying. Now you're reading right. that as a factual that's coming from the, the dictionary or Wikipedia. What, what where's your where's your source of reading that? Oh, that's from Webster. Okay, that's, that's Webster. Webster. Huh? Okay. All right. The Webster dictionary that's right. explaining that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now, I always want to tell people where they where we're reading it from so we're not just, you know, pulling it out of out of thin air, you know, and so forth. So continue, sir. Okay, and it says, well, is is Yiddish German? Well, with its German grammatical structure and the bulk of its vocabulary coming from German, Russia, Yiddish is usually classified as a German tongue, often related to Russia, but being a mixed language, Yiddish has several other languages impacting its structure and vocabulary. The most important components is being from Slavic, and Hebrew languages. Okay. So, do you see a strong connection to Russia and German with Yiddish? Yes, sir, I do. Okay. I'm, I'm just saying. I'm just saying, right? I'm with you. Now, now here, here's the thing that people really have to understand, okay? Um, the teachings of Christ... I don't go with Christianity. Oh, no. Somebody just unsubscribed to the page. Oh, my God. Anyway, I don't deal with Christianity anymore. And here's the reason why. Christ didn't come to this world to create Christianity. Christianity was created by Emperor Constantine. It was used as a political ploy to gain advantage politically over enemies when Rome understood that they were being surrounded and outnumbered. So but Rome had a vast um, appetite to expand their empire. Rome figured that they wanted to rule the world at some point, right? Emperor Constantine saw how powerful the teachings of Christ was, and he had the brilliant ideal is the better way to control people is to make them believe that we are under one religion. So he created Christianity. And if you look at Christianity from Christmas to even Easter, to all the holidays in between, the, the things that you think are honoring God are not honoring God. They are actually pagan 
rituals that are dating so far back is uh, is scary. Christmas, which was a festival to celebrate Krampus, which is demonic. The Savior, the Messiah, Yahshua, was not born in December. I'm just saying, people. It's there. You can read it yourself. They don't want to read that, no. They want the pretty lights. He they want to bring their tree in the house, and they want to celebrate Santa. Christmas Eve. Oh, my God. I'm going to stop. Anyway. No, no. I don't want you to stop. <laughs> I want you to educate us. Listen, dude. So when people say, your kids don't celebrate Santa Claus and Christmas, like, no. I, accept, I celebrate my Savior. I do. I do not celebrate the pagan rituals that y'all have adopted as this holiday called Christmas. And I know it's fun because people get presents and it's all about love and peace and joy. Okay. So if I take greed and wrap it up in a pretty bow, that makes it okay. Cause we're, we're just redefining greed. Right. All right. I understand. But for people who get upset and get un- and get mad and angry, it's fine. I understand at one point in time I was upset. I was angry until I decided to say, you know what, before I get angry, before I get mad, because I was raised in the same school system as a lot of you. And what we have to understand is that the belief systems that we carry now were trained for us to believe. Imagine when you were adopted to Christmas, it was at school. It was Christmas carols, everything that they commercialized throughout the holiday. So I say all that just to say this, okay? The teachings of Yahshua we're on the African continent as, for, as early as the second and third century. Christianity was not created until around the 16th century. There is a large gap between that time that Jesus actually walked the earth and Christianity being abducted as the universal religion of Europe, which, which is controlled by the Vatican. And as they colonized other areas, including the American continent and Africa, They transformed the beliefs of Christianity to what it is today that is led by the Vatican. And wait a minute, Rome, Roman Catholics crucified Christ, but yet they are the number one drivers of Christianity. Okay, sure. If you, if you can Mm. stomach that without questioning that, that's, Mm. that's on you. Okay. Whatever, whatever Did, did not, they present Christ to Caesar to see if he was guilty. Mm-hmm. Did they not? Did, okay, I'm gonna stop. I'm was gonna it Pontius Pilate? Uh, Pontius Pilate, dude. Like I call it Pontius Pilatus. You know, he yeah. uh, he knew it was wrong to the point that he said, "Man, I wash my hands with this." <laughs> Y'all let a murderer out of jail. This man is guilty of nothing. Yeah, the but Pharisees right. and the Pharisees was 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 campaigning for the murderer and, to be released. So, and the Pharisees served whom? The Roman Empire. The Roman Empire. Okay. So, All right, I'm gonna stop. What? Which the agenda? So those same uh, that, because those same that Pharisees, agenda kept them in power. Those same Pharisees later become who? The Pope. The Pope. The Cardinals. The Cardinals. The fathers. The leaders of the Vatican. Raping little boys. Okay. I'm just so before you get mad at Angel, ask yourself a couple questions. Why is it that the Vatican, uh, the Vatican City is considered to be a country and a separate entity in itself, 
but there are no legal citizens of Vatican, the Vatican City. Even if you're born within the walls of the Vatican City, you're not considered a Vatican citizen. Ask yourself a couple I other know questions. Why, but what? Why do why you think it? why? Well, separation of church, church and state, because if you use the Vatican as a separate entity, it can move outside the law of the state. Mm-hmm. It is not governed by those same laws. That's the reason why you can have centuries and centuries of pedophilism unchecked, unprosecuted. That's the reason why they protect their priests, because if you even trace back what Emperor Constantine had established in religion, Pedophilism was very common practice amongst men of power. They had no sexual preference of male nor female. If they desire, it doesn't, it, they had no preference of age. Whatever they desire to um, pervert sexually, they took. And if you see how that's been played out in the Vatican and in the Catholic Church over years and years and years, don't you think it's kind of weird how this Me Too movement? is speaking up against sexual abuse, but not one Me Too movement has spoken against the Vatican. Not one. Mm-mm. Don't you think that's weird? I mean, if we all about freedom of sexual assault, freedom of sexual exploitation, and sexual oppression, don't you think that that would be a place to start? If, it's t- if time's up, right? We go after Bill Cosby of something that allegedly happened 30 years ago with no physical evidence, proof, no, no reports that are filed. Right. And I, and I get it. You can say, Oh, well, victims are afraid to come forth. Um, okay. But see, wait, I, have wait, wait, problem I have a problem with that. I have a problem with well. that. I have a problem. I have a problem with that. Go ahead. And I know a lot, a lot of females have sided with this whole situation and they feel he is guilty, mm-hmm. but when you look at even by the standards of law, what was provided that was indisputable, you had, a, because multiple people said the story that made it true. Well, I wonder how many people said Emmett Till was guilty. Did it make it true? Did Emmett Till really assault that woman? But yet mm-hmm. there was very, there was a lot of witnesses that stepped forward and said, he did do that. Right. You remember right. back in the, the, the early 90s, there was a woman who started an outrage. A national witch hunt started to look for a, a quote unquote black man who carjacked her car with her children still in it. You remember that? Yeah. Yeah, there I remember. Were several, there were several eyewitnesses that stepped forward to validate this woman's story. Mm-hmm. Right? Yep. Later come find out she murdered her children, pushed the car in the lake. Yeah. So you mean to tell me that we have samples that people can bear false witness just because many people say something, it doesn't mean that it's true. Now, I'm not defending Cosby, but what I'm saying is that I find it strangely odd that so many resources can be put into going after Cosby when the Vatican has a long history of abusing young boys and taking their innocence away. I have an even mm, hard time stomaching that a lot of corporations that are tied to the Vatican have been tied to human sex trafficking. And I was, none of that has been exposed. I was about to go there. I was about to go so, there, but that's, hey, I was about to go yeah. there, you, but so, that's, that's exactly me. where it's going. And this is, see, you don't want to go too deep into the rabbit hole Mm-mm. because when because you start to go into the rabbit hole, you start you to see crazy. the dirt everybody really? else is into. And the politicians and the wealthy 
are into some nasty, dirty things. And this is why this world is going or has been knocking the bottom out of hell because these people are perverted within all kind of measures. So yeah, sex trafficking is very real and it's, it's, um, it's horrendous of what they're doing in this world. And no one seems, well, everybody turns the eye, you know, and it's always smoking mirrors. It's always some other thing. And that's why I had a problem with Breonna Taylor's murderers, Sergeant Jonathan Maddenly, uh, Maddenly, I believe that's his name. Mm-hmm. Brett Hankerson, Miles Cosgrove. Mm-hmm. These are the murderers. Say their name. Say their name. Yeah. Yep. I, 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 and, yep. and I want you to understand, you have no amenity from us. Mm-hmm. You know, Sergeant, Sergeant Jonathan, Jonathan Maddenly. Mattingly, yep. Mattingly, yep. Yeah, excuse me. Brett, Brett Hankinson. Hankinson. Miles Cosgrove. Cosgrove. Are the three gentlemen who murdered this beautiful soul. Brianna Taylor. Say her name. It wasn't an accident. It wasn't wasn't an accident. accident. It was murder. And we need to call the district attorney. We need to Mm -hmm. keep pressure on these people. And Mm -hmm. we need, this is the call to action. Mm -hmm. Every week, every day, call these people because we need justice for Brianna Taylor. We do. We need justice for yeah. her. And this is why I was pissed off about Jada and her stanky self and all of that <laughs> drama that was going on because I felt like it's smoke and mirrors. It's like this the next thing up. You <sighs> know, people need something to talk she, about. And it was like, well, we can do we can do so many other things. And I know we can be multiverse, uh, multi-talented, multitask on different things. And I agree with that. I, this is not a shot at anyone. I understand. But I also understand that I would like to keep the focus on the fact that these murderers are running, walking around free. So again, yeah. let's say their names again. That is Sergeant Jonathan mm-hmm. Maddenly, Brett mm-hmm. Hankerson, Miles yep. Cosgrove. These are yep. the three white cops that murdered Beyonce Taylor. These are the three crooked cops, crooked cops that need to be brought to justice. Better yet. These are the three criminals, criminals, that are walking free. Let's not call them cops anymore. Let's call them for what they really are. Their color has nothing to do with it. Their title has nothing to well, do with it. Well, they can still be they cops. Are criminals. They can still be no, cops. And I can still, because because C is C. Criminals on patrol. Right. Sucker. Cops. Right. Okay, so, I mean, at the end of the day, I just want to throw that out there. Okay, so back to the sex, uh, sex trafficking. Yeah, with the whole uh, billionaire, b- billionaire bad boy club with the uh, what's the uh, uh, what's the guy that now they got his 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 confidant into custody. Uh, the dude that uh, hung himself. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hempstein, Hampstein, another Jewish yeah. person. Sound sound like yeah, uh, Harvey Weinstein. It sound like they got. It's like they all in the same clique. Well, I mean, that's the problem. That's the problem that I have. This is okay. Right. Seriously, I don't want to go too far off because I mm-hmm. want to. I, I want your message to be, yeah. you know, to be on point because I can go so far off in the the rabbit hole, but I, it's not fair to the listeners. So let me let me curve it back. Let me let me. We were talking about what Nick Cannon said about yeah. the Jewish people, and we brought up Nick Cannon because now Nick Cannon had a rabbi 
on his mm-hmm. podcast and you know Nick Cannon apologized for you know what the things that he said and 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 I don't have the quote. Do you remember what he said about uh, making the apology? Well, uh, his his first post with Nick with Nick said is that um, he never would think that in a million years he would say something that would cause so much hurt in a community. And when he felt that things couldn't get any worse, his own community turned on him, calling him a sellout for apologizing. So, um, well, Angel, this, this is how I'm gonna tie it all together. Do you feel like he's a sellout? Uh, I don't think Nick Cannon is a sellout per se. I think you buckled under the under the the pressure. Uh, I think you buckled. I think um, you know you got that courage running through your veins, and then they pulled your cord, and you buckled. Yeah, I, I agree. I think he buckled. I think he didn't stand on it. I have I, I love Nick Cannon. I think Nick Cannon is a wonderful, wonderful person uh within right. his own right. But if you're gonna jump out in front of the movement and say the things that you said, I, I do believe you need to stand on them. I do too. And the reason why I brought up Christianity, the reason why I brought up all these things is because I want to show a history of how things have been whitewashed throughout history, how the same things that you hold essential to your life, you've been taught those stories. And even like like uh, I had a conversation with um, a, a colleague of mine and we, we started discussing the Bible. And his question was, man, why do you think the books were left out of the Bible? And I said, well, first of all, what you have to understand, God never created a Bible. Man created Bible. And the issue where people struggle with faith, when you start talking about religion, the reason why church folk get all upset with you is because they have become so comfortable putting their faith in the Bible. Because once you start to dispel what's put in the Bible, then they want to say, oh, well, you're disrespecting God. I haven't disrespected God. My relationship with God is within. Even if you look at some of the, the passages in the Bible, he said, if you look to the heavens, if you think heaven is in the sky, then the birds will precede you. If you think heavens is in the sea, then the fish will precede you. But you will become to know God when you know thyself because the kingdom is within you. Right? So here, here is the thing, and I know a lot of people are clutching their pearls right now, because here's the thing. We have been oppressed and beat to a submission to where they have given you a lie that whenever you challenge and ask questions about that lie, you've been taught to react. You've been defending an oppressive version of what has happened. Because let's, let's, let's break this down, right? You want to worship a God that was given to you by the same people who have beaten, raped you. And you don't think something's wrong with that? Because if their moral code of the God that, that they said existed was real, slavery wouldn't have existed in the first place. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Slavery was in the Bible. Okay. Again, back to the man-made product. But slavery has always been existing. But here's what you have to understand from, quote unquote, biblical terms. Slavery was for you to work out a debt that you owe to someone that you couldn't afford to pay. So you traded your labor. To pay for it right now. Slavery was also in the Bible. When the Hebrews were in Egypt. 
and they feared that they were going to be outnumbered. So they put them in captivity. Captivity and that slavery are something totally different. If you work to pay off a house, if you're working to pay off a car, you are a slave unto that debt. So whoever owns that debt is your master in, in those terms, which is normally the bank and corporations. Welcome to America. To be in captivity means you are stripped of all rights. You are property that is owned. You are not considered legal citizen. Therefore, you have no legal rights. Okay. All right. Now that we got that clear, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you know, it's it's nothing that you're pulling out of thin air. Everything that you're saying, if you study and you read and, and not let people just tell you these things so you can find out for yourself, then you understand what he's telling you. So, okay. Now so, let me, let me, let me kind of, let me kind of turn a little bit. I'm, I want to put, put a bookmark in that one. No. The problem that I have with Nick Cannon bringing the rabbi on is that the rabbi slandered Farrakhan several times. And not one times. time did Nick Cannon say, hold up, wait a minute, you're wrong. Right. You get what I'm saying? You basically put this what white boy, you? you basically put this white Jewish person on your show and allow him to slander Farrakhan. But this is the problem that I have. He's on your show because you supposedly have said something negative about their people. Yet when they say something negative about our people, they have no option or remorse to to say, hey, I apologize. And that's the problem that I have with the Jewish community, because I can guarantee you somewhere, somehow, some someday, any day that some Jewish person is speaking to another Jewish person talking negative about black people in our black community. See, the plight of a black person is none involved in their minds. So for me to think about how you feel about what Nick Cannon said, I don't give a flip about what Nick Cannon said. I'm going to stand on it because he's telling you that the way that you're acting savage is the same way that you're saying that black people act like monkeys. Right. But it's okay when a white person said, but it's, it's disrespectful when we say, when we clap back on you. No, I have a problem with that. Well, I mean, that's that's the whole point in case, right? There's this uh, persona of perfection that we're measured up against. It is this, you know, here it is. When, when, it, when it's pertaining to us, if there's a bad apple, then that bad apple represents the entire bunch. That, that's, that's it, okay? Now, you take the same scenario, but you change cultures. That bad apple is separated from the bunch and only represents the monopoly, the one-off. That is an individual isolated situation. Do you see the difference? So basically, if a black man creates a crime somewhere in America I've never even been to, somehow, some way, because of this black man creating, uh, committing this crime, suddenly it's in my genetics to produce the same criminal activity. So I'm now accountable for the actions of a person I don't even know in a place I've never been to. Look. I, I totally get where you're coming from, Angel. And I, you know, I have a problem with black men sagging their pants. I have a huge problem with that, but that's that's I, that's all a part of trained behavior. A, yeah, I have L- a problem listen. with that because I'm not that's not who I am. And no, I don't know who please. in that and who in God's creation made that popular. 
because that is the dumbest thing I've ever seen to what? see somebody walking around showing their underpants. That's ridiculous. I do not like to see that. Well, I don't think that is nowhere training. near uh, fashionable. And I think it's yes. stupid. Now that doesn't mean look, bro, I, I'm I'm a country boy. I'm 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 well educated, but I'm also I was birthed in these streets as well. You get what I'm saying? I'm from the PJs. So mm-hmm. I, and nobody is more gangster than I am. Yeah. Gangster ain't about talking bad and acting bad. Cause if you come to me, I'm a, I'm gonna knock your block off because I'm about it. But at the same time, I'm a respectful respectful person. And my respect for everyone is genuine. So, but, you know, when they see those type of black men or young Mm -hmm. black boys, they use that as the the representation of all black men. Exactly. And that's not the case because I know a lot of intelligent brothers out here in this world that are doing great things. Great things. I'm actually on the mic with another one. Because my brother does great things in the community, great things for his family, great things in business. However, no one sees that. They don't see how the deficit of a black man is the wholest humongous in order for us to dig our way out of it and still make strides into this world. And yet, once we get to this level, they move the goalposts. There you go. So yeah, I have a problem with 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 this. You know what I mean? I have a problem with when when I see my brothers do that. I have a problem when I see how they trash the hood. I have a problem how I see how they talk to women. I have a problem have I when I see them going through the grocery stores and they it's almost like you got to have caption underneath what they're saying. Right. Or you come to an interview with a certain tie on but still sagging your slacks. Exactly. And this is not how that that is not a representation of us. Yeah. That is not a true representation of us as black men. But that is the reputation that they will put on the news. That is the reputation that they will put in the airways because that's what they want to to promote. Yet they promote the worst of us, but yet they still try to mimic and steal our culture. Does that make sense? No, it makes perfect sense. And and I've said it many times before, if, if only they loved and respected us as much as they love our culture, you know, and, and furthermore, this is the problem. A lot of people don't understand, well, what's the big deal? If they accept the culture, then that should be a good thing. It helps the culture to move forward. Um, no, because it's the same scenario of every uh, particular situation in history. They don't just want to accept the culture. They appropriate the culture because they don't want to give homage to where the culture comes from. And then it's further it's a it's a jagged pill to swallow when you have people who take from the culture, the same people who use the the uh, the same culture to create stereotypes to hold you back. For example, if Kim Kardashian embraces her hair, then that's the new hot style. But yet you got a high school in the same country that tells a young man he cannot receive his high school diploma unless he cuts his hair. You see what I'm saying? Well, yeah, but that's a part of capitulation. You know, I want yep. I have to get you to be into my wheel. And that's why I tell young black men, man, like if you want to wear your hair like that, wear your hair like that, but be suited and booted and do you. I'm not telling you to put a tie on. I'm not telling you to put a suit and tie on to feel to fit into their their arena. 
but this world is built off of different arenas. So, and when you go off into another arena, be prepared for war. And that's all I'm saying. Mm -hmm. If you're prepared for war, then when that devil show his face, you don't, you don't have to be like, who is that? Or what do I do now? You're prepared to deal with them. You're prepared because there's a different level of Walter in business out in the public than Walter that is at home with his wife and my family. There's a different Walter. And that's not that's not white Walter because white Walter don't exist. And that's not selling out. It's called professionalism. No, it's my professionalism. How I I treat people, how I want to be treated. And and my business ethics is on level. And I'm very, very, very high on customer service. And if you treat me with the disrespect of not treating me as your customer with the utmost respect of customer service, then I do not patronize your business. Mm -hmm. I don't care who you are. I don't care if you, I don't care if you, the Iranians, I don't care if you, the Pakistanians, I don't care if you, the Jews, I don't care if you, the the Asians, I don't care who you are. You will treat me with the respect because I'm going to give you the respect. But guess what though, man, the respect that I offer you is because I'm showing you how you should treat me. If you do not treat me with respect, you will get disrespected. However, before I even go to that level, I've learned to back away and move on because see, we have to pick and choose our battles as well. And and I choose I pick and choose those things accordingly because at the end of the day, I know that my money is my vote as well. Right. So if I go into any establishment, if I feel like you mistreated me, I don't I don't pay. I don't go, I don't turn my paper over to you. Well, everything that you're saying right now is is tied to the whole incident with Nick Cannon. Because it, it's about the perception is about the respect. It's about how we're depicted. Right. Um, like I, I felt bad for Nick because I felt like, man, you know, you, you took a, a, a tough blow, but then I don't mind you apologizing for saying that, Hey, if I offended you, that wasn't my intention. You should have just left it there, but you took it too far when you, basically do an interview to discredit everything that you said prior. Like that's how they get you caught up. Like they focus on the one stumbling block. It could be as small as a pebble. And then they get you tripped up on that one little stumbling block. And then they want to discredit. That's no different from saying, well, black lives matter. Well, what about black on black crime? That's, what what no about different. white on white crime that happens more frequently than anybody ever says? Exactly. Why don't white, but, that, it, but if I say yeah, why don't yeah. white crime, you don't exist. But I can guarantee if yeah. you turn the news on, if something that a black person done, he's plastered all over the world, all over the news. Yeah. If it's a white well, person, mean, uh, we're waiting for further information. Right. Like, See, dude, but it's the skew because who owns Flint, that, though? People in Flint, Michigan still don't have a clean supply of drinking water. And they don't. Even when the black guy created the uh, the, uh, the water truck. And what did they do? They tried to buy his patent and, and push him out and block him because he wanted to give it away for free to Flint, Michigan. So the government has a viable solution that can clear this whole issue and it wouldn't even cost them anything because he doesn't want to charge for it. Because this well, is so free why, enterprise. So, Americans so and, and, and colonizers have gotten rich off of free enterprise. You pay for what you, you don't know and you're going to pay for it even if you know it. But this is the thing, man. How do you, we're zombies, sheeple to a certain level because people are, they don't understand. 
they're just living and they're being they're overreacting or they're not even reacting to the things that they should be reacting to. They're focused on the things that don't make any sense. Yet that's the things that is heightened in our community. How do we get that changed for the for the future? Because some somewhere down the line, generational curses only continue because no one stands up to break them. Well, there you go. And and the only way that they're going to break if we burn down Master's house. Well, you got we have to. You got to burn. Hey, stop. You have to burn it completely down. Right. Because you you have to like. Even with politics, man, it's like I, I, I hate politics with a passion because every year everyone gets into this uproar over Republic versus Democrat. And then you have people from the Republican Party that are trying to convince you that the Democratic Party is this evil entity that's done more to hurt black people. And to a certain extent, you're right, because when you think about the civil war in this country, let's be honest, okay? The majority of the states who fought against the South to end slavery became the Republican Party, right? The majority of the people who fought to keep slavery in force became majority the Democratic Party, right? For one, in order to understand the civil war in this country, you have to understand the true intent and purpose behind it. The North did not want to abolish slavery because they felt that we were equal and citizens and deserved to have an equal chance to be vibing, thriving communities in this country. They wanted to end the war because the South was threatening emancipation because they had free labor through slavery. It gave them an economic powerhouse that the North could not compete with. Period. So, you yeah, I, I, you know what? I'm applauding you because you're telling the truth, brother. You know, I'm just messing with you, but you, you dropping knowledge, yeah. you dropping gems on them. Continue, please. Because we can we can stop with this heroism to make it seem like it was the greatest movement in this country, like there was people who stood up for black people. No. So basically, the North got a bunch of black soldiers to fight against each other, to kill each other, while the white captain stood behind over political issues. And this is the thing. Abraham Lincoln did not want to abolish slavery to free the slaves, to give them equal opportunities and rights. Abraham Lincoln's intent was to end slavery and to deport the Africans back to Africa, not to have them stay here. So the fallout of what you see of slavery being ended and what happened and what was intended to happen, none of those things are aligned with what is true, right? So when you think about Democrat, you would think about the Confederacy. So in that reference, Democratic Party has been an evil plot towards people of color for many centuries because their plot is to keep black people in a certain economic status to where they benefit from it from grants. They benefit from it from kickbacks. Their corporations get kickbacks. They get tax cuts, tax breaks by keeping you under their foot. So, yeah, I agree with that. But you know whose other foot is on your neck, too? Who? The Republican Party. Yeah. Because now the Republican Party can say, hey, uh, come over here and let me do this and that. Let me get you out from under that pressure on your neck. But then let me use the same tactics that I want to free you to discriminate against you. 
Well, that's the thing. It's it's big government with Democrats, it's small government with Republicans, the small government, you're not you gotta follow the paper. The big government, they're hiding the paper. It's all everybody is getting over <laughs> off of the off off of the minorities, and that's yeah. including white people too. So okay, because I'm talking about the minority and the monetary value because you're not as look, man. You are just because you in the middle class, you are barely in the middle class. You really need yeah. to do the numbers and do the math. You are barely yeah. in the middle class, and that is a paycheck from poverty. Yeah. Okay, now that and, and that should be scary within a, within every sense of the word. You are a paycheck away from poverty. Right. Think about That's it. True. But but here here's the thing. Hearing people, especially people of color, argue over Democrat versus Republican, that's like the master's kids. One rapes you, one beats you, and you arguing which one is the lesser evil. But they're both part of the same master. Well, you know saying. how I feel about the lesser of two evils. If we, we have failed our, as, as who we are as individuals and as a collective, if we are constantly choosing between the lesser of two evils, that's a direct insult upon ourselves. That's a self-inflicted wound that we have done to ourselves because we have not paid attention to what we need to have in a collective and also what serves us as individuals as well. So yeah, mm -hmm. I, I, I hate it. I, I absolutely hate it. I blame myself. I take ownership for my, 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 my works, but I'm only one person. Yeah, I'm only and, one and person. We need to have like-minded individuals to step up to the table. Now, yeah. with that said, I love Nick Cannon. I think Nick Cannon is a wonderful individual, but I, I don't appreciate you having the rabbi on there and not taking up for Farrakhan. And also, right. I can understand, dude. I have no uh, man. Look, I think is I think it's maturity to apologize, yeah. but. Don't come on my show and scold me or try to teach me about what I said was wrong unless we're able to have a real conversation and a real debate about what is right. Well, here, here's the biggest issue. Here's the biggest issue I take with that. Um, I'm all for you having compassion and not wanting to come across as um, someone who's heartless and doesn't care about people's feelings. I'm all for that, right? Because you, you can't become the same evil that you're fighting to abolish. I get that. So what I'm saying, in order for us to fight against the, uh, the systemic racism and the history of violence that, that we've dealt with, we cannot then become the very thing that we're trying to dismantle or to, to, uh, to dismantle. We can't become that. So us being hateful towards other people does not create solutions. All right. We're just trading devils. That's all we're doing. However, speaking the truth cannot be persecuted. The only people who persecute the truth are the people that benefit from the lie. So my biggest issue with the whole thing is that you retracted it with your apology. But then you said you were going to have a teachable moment. Then you have a uh, podcast interview with someone who did not drop one single fact. He dropped nothing but what but was opinion. And a lot of those opinions have negative conversations towards people who have spoken the truth. And basically they did the exact same thing on your show 
that they demonized you for and you let them do it. So you just submitted your entire platform for them. For let me put you in your place once more, boy. That's like saying, I'm sorry, master. Take me back. Let me put you in your place once more, boy. Dude, what what we saw with you, young brother, was another form of buck breaking. Yeah. And I'm not saying that to you to challenge your manhood. I'm not saying yeah, that to you to, to put your yeah, character hey, down. Nick, I, I, I twist I'm, you up in the pretzel knot, homeboy. Cause, but, but I'm saying it because I want to see you thrive as the young king you are. I want to see you thrive as the powerful force that you are. I support you, homie, but you disappointed me with that move. And you have to see the hypocrisy of saying that you apologize for hurting the community, but not understand the hurt from your own community when they responded to what you did. You can't say it. So you can't have compassion and sympathy for them, but then you criticize your own community for turning against you. Nick, you cause pain. You have to see it that way, fam. You cause pain. Just in the same way, I couldn't rock with Monique behind this whole Netflix thing. Yeah, discrimination exists, but Monique, you never stood up for your people. As long as your paycheck was cool, you were cool. I never heard you speak up against Sandra Bland. I never heard you speak on Trayvon Martin. I haven't seen you at no rally speaking up against the injustices of these young black people. See, and here's the problem with us people. We have to stop electing celebrities to be leaders. They're not qualified. They're not qualified. Mm -hmm. I agree with that. Just because they're popular, that doesn't make them a leader. They're not qualified and we have to stop stepping over the people, the, the as you refer as the regular Joe Smo in your community that's breaking their neck to try to fix things. But you got all your attention, your time and your support going towards celebrities. OK, I'm glad you who, said that. Go ahead. Who in it. the end, choose themselves over you or your cause. OK, I, now bring it on home here. here this, this is the same thing that I feel like this. The same thing that you look at celebrities is because you have your stars in your eyes based off of how much money they have. That same money that they have is why they would never stand on the truth because they are scared to lose that dollar. I don't value that like that, man. I don't value money that way. I don't value my life that way. If I have to stand on something, I got to stand on something because if not, I'm going to fall for everything. And that's exactly what Nick Cannon did. He fell for the okie doke. You jumped out. You was like, I'm blickety, blickety black. And all of a sudden they put that whipping boy on you and then you you capitulated. And I have a problem with that because if you're not going to stand on it, shut, shut the F up, bruh. Please sit down. Sit all yeah, the because, way in the back. Because you got people riding with you that you got hyped up. Yeah. And they ripped up up and then you was like, no, 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 I was just playing. Yeah, and that's exactly why you have no credibility with me and you don't need any credibility because you're crying about wilding out, begging for your show when you when it was your show. But like I tell everybody, well, what's on the dotted line? What's on the dotted line when he signed when he signed the contract? Because see, Jews are gonna keep they're gonna hold you to the contract. So this yeah. is why it's very important for you to hold them to the contract as well. Right. Well, more importantly, dude, you can see what happens when people are upset. Actions take place. 
from one little interview, this guy lost endorsements and a deal and a show and all other credits that, that he was supposed to get from executive creator and this, that, and the third. Dude, Tiger Woods lost, uh, lost endorsement because he banged freaking hookers. He did exactly oh, what the, the white boy do every day. <laughs> you you okay. understand what I'm saying? It ain't, it ain't, hey, it's do as I say, boy, don't do as I do. And until you, you Negroes go. understand that you have got to stand on something, you are going to beat buck break all the time. See, this is right. why small podcasters like you and I and every other podcasters out there who, who, we don't have the type of finances that they have, but they won't give us that money neither because they know some people cannot be bought. Mm -hmm. And I'm one of those people, man, look, dude, like I'm going about the chosen in Hollywood because you have, man. Oh, Terry, Terry Coon Cruise. (laughs) Yeah, man. Like I have lost so much respect for that dude. Like I said, I have to borrow respect just to have respect. And I can't borrow that respect from other people because it's disrespectful. So at the end of the day, look at this, man, you can't buy people who understand that you have trampled over their lives all the time. And I have, see, I'm not the flashy Negro that got to see a lot of these cats like the, the glitz and the glam. They like the fact that they have, they can, they can eat what they want to eat and they can go do what they want to do. And they're in, they're the one Negro in the meeting. And I told you, I say, you got to be very careful about being the one nigga in that meeting because you're still that nigga. Right. And if you're not careful, you're going to lose self. You're going to lose respect for self. Respect for self, dude. It's like, man, I'm, I can't, you can't buy me. You can't rent me. You can't do anything. So they hate the, the, the black men and women who can stand up to the regime and make their money on their own. But the problem that people have is that they want to f- figure out a way to be wealthy by hitch hitchhiking or piggybacking on the white man's coattails right and asking him to drag you along and you you have got to you have got to quit that you have to stop that that's look that is not that is not how we go about living our lives we have got to live our lives differently we got to live our lives with more conservatism and saying, dude, I don't need all of the glitz and the glam. I'm quite comfortable with this. Right. Yeah, exactly. Because let me tell you something, man. You can't take it with you in the mummies in Egypt, which are the Africans when they died and they buried the money with them. How good does that money do you when you're dead and gone? Stand on something, people, because right now what you're doing is hurting the cause. And oh, yeah, by the way, justice for Breonna Taylor, justice Justice. for George Floyd, justice for Ahmaud Arbery, justice for Rashad Brooks, justice for Sandra Bland. Sandra Bland, man. Justice for Botham John. Justice for all of those fallen people who did not get 
their murders recorded. 11-year-old boy, Tamir Rice. Justice for the descendants of slaves. Justice for the slaves. Justice for Black Wall Street. Justice for every, every person who have suffered by the hand of this beast. Yeah. And that's including white people too. Because that's including you too. You don't understand. This is this is a different ball game. This is a different ball game, Angel. I'm I'm trying to tell you, man. White people uh, are 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 getting popped just as much. Black people are getting popped, Asian people, everybody. But then here's the here's the trickery of of, of this world. They, they pitch y'all against one another. Hey, hey, as long as you're not black, you okay. Here they come the Asians. Well, I'm not black. Here come the Mexicans. Well, I'm not black. So everybody, but you are, though. But you are. But you are. But everybody, but 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 everybody gets to point are. the finger at the other person and be like, I'm better than him. I may not yeah, have, but I'm still are. better than him. I mean, you get what I'm saying, though, right? Go right it. Go ahead, brother. To my my Latin brothers and sisters, let me explain something to y'all. Uh, your time's up too. All this riding the fence and switching sides and, and and whatever it is that you think you can do, if you don't think there's Afrocentric vibes all throughout your culture, you're sadly mistaken. Especially uh, South America, especially Brazil, especially uh, <laughs> Cuban, Cuban, uh, Dominicans, Venezuela. Uh, excuse me. The only reason why a lot of y'all have the fair complexion is because the, the Spaniards came in, and let's not forget Columbus came point, in. What was it around the 16th or 14th century? How y'all took your dark complected citizens and y'all banished them from the island? Banished them. They banished the dark. You wanted to, you wanted to gain favor of the colonists who who colonized you. Mm-hmm. So because y'all don't understand to- how deep this was going. I'm I'm not I'm not trying to step on you. Say it again, Angel, so they can hear you again. You're black. That's all I'm gonna say. B L A C K. B L A C K, blickety blickety blickety, blickety blickety blickety, blickety There's so much like I I do feel like I'm an alien at times, and if you're not careful, people will make you feel like you are a protagonist of hatred when you're only speaking the truth, and it's it's amazing to me how so many people will argue against facts that they've never read or studied. Hey, bro, I grew up, I I grew up in the darkest in the room. I understand how the level of, of, of people, small minded behavior has always tried to, uh, uh, colorism and, and write the color of, of the lighter you are, the the better you are. And I never thought that, but I I was never the one to hate my color and hate the people who were lighter than me. I was like, yo, you just, you're, you're a different shade. And the last time I checked, the last time I checked white people, white is a mother freaking color. Yeah. So when I hear people say colored people, I'm like, what the, you a color too. You just a white crayon. No, no, you're peach. No, 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 no. I don't know what you are, but you white, you, you color too. You know what I mean? Everybody is a color, man. Everybody is a color. You get what I'm saying? we and need we to address we, the colorism. We do need to address that. Man, because, we got to address it all, man, because... Yeah, because I, I see a lot of posts of, you know, light-skinned people talking about how they've been picked on. And and, and you know what? Man, I, I know they have flight, selective but, memory. But, but at the same time, I'm like, I'm having a hard pill to swallow because 
if you were picked on, and, and I'm not condoning it, but you also got to understand the history of what took place to make you that target. Because I, hey, I remember growing up in the 80s, and I remember that there was definitely a distinction between darker skinned boys and light skinned boys. You know, um, even within your own family, your lighter skinned cousins had different treatment than the darker skinned cousins. You know, I, I can go into depth about it and, you know, we will in another show about colorism, but I think that it's important for you to express your pain that you felt personally. But I also think that it's more important for you to open up that dialogue, to have the full conversation, to understand that there's more pieces to that puzzle that paints a bigger picture. Um, you know, because for, for years and years and years, uh, lighter skinned black people have been shown more favoritism amongst other cultures than within their own. And yeah, that has created a, a level of resentment. And I'm not saying that that resentment should ever be uh, minimized or justified, but we have to start talking amongst, uh, about this amongst each other. You know, how darker skinned uh, sisters were made to feel nappy and ugly. Or if you, you see a dark skinned sister with long hair, you automatically assume it's a weed or the stereotype that dark skinned women have nappy short hair. Oh, like man. all of that is a lie. All yeah, of that is a straight lie. It is a lie. But let me tell you something though, man. Like, yo, a dark skinned sister is beautiful, man. And that's why I laugh when they say, you know, uh, Asian women are exotic. I'm like, no, they're not. <laughs> no, they're not. Like, there's nothing did, more did, exotic than a black woman. Tongue. I'm like, I yo, a sister tongue, is exotic. <laughs> And I'm like, yo, man, the different shades, man, different. Uh, I mean, I'm have to do a special episode about this. But at any rate, you're right. Right. Uh, it's a lot of things that are they're put into place to try to keep us down. But I, I say right. this with all due respect, man. Like, I don't hate Jewish people. I don't hate white Never. people. I don't Never. hate nobody. But I, I hate the people who try to get at us and try to make us seem like they were nothing. Because I'm here to tell yes. you, black people, you're everything and then some and, and, and so much more. So much more. Hey, man, you know, they say, okay, well, Walter, what do we do? How do we change this? It's like, man, it's small. It's the small. It's the smallest things that you can do that, that has a ripple effect about being uh, uh, humongous in the game. Man, uh-huh. support one another. You know, and I've always said support black businesses, but also say black businesses, make sure that you are on your game because treat your people like they are someone and not treating them like they owe you something because nobody owes you anything. Nobody owes me anything. So at the end of the day, you know, I I, I would like for us to just do better. But at the same time, I want black people to educate themselves and read books. Like I said, I'm reading the message to the black man. Every man should read that book. It's other books that I'm going to uh, recommend as well. That's just the book that I'm on this month. Uh, it's my second go around on the book. I always like to read books uh, twice because uh, it's always something that I may have missed. I may have misunderstood. I try to get the knowledge and I try to get the understanding. And I always mm-hmm. get into prayer because I try to figure it out. And then once I'm done with prayer, I have conversations with my brother. And I, we, you know, we chop it up and we, we figure things out. I also say uh, read uh, Dr. Claude Anderson. His books, Powernomics, are are crucial to uh, young black minds out there and also uh, minds of all ages. We we definitely need to know these things as well. 
um, read those books and understand those books. Read not only I don't not only do I read the Bible, I read the Quran. I've read books on Buddhism. I've read books on uh, the Islamic faith as well. Uh, not so much as the Quran, but different uh, authors as well. I don't have them off of the top of my head. Um, uh, what is the Jewish book? The Hebrew Bible is what I was trying to get out. I've I've tried Are to talk about the the mosaic. The well? mosaic, yeah. I've I've um, I had that book. I don't know where that book is at because I moved from the place that I used to live and I moved uh, a year ago, and I have a lot of things that I still have packed up. Uh, and preserve because you know I'm a I'm a big fan of books. I know we in a digital age and so forth, and people can do things on their phone. But I like it's nothing like holding a book in my hand and and just I'm old school that way, and I, I love it. Look, man, flex the biggest muscle that you had, and that is your brain. Your brain is very mm-hmm. important. It's very important to study. It's very important to read. I'm not a a a, a real big reader, but I love to read because I'm a writer. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love, I love to chop it up because if my brother tells me something that I didn't know, I go look it up because I want to know. Uh, and I, I think, uh, we have to do that. School never stops in your life. Education never stops. It's something that we got to continue to have in our body, in our system, in our minds to allow us to mature and grow. And we got to pass that knowledge on to the next generation as well. Um, like I said before, I happen to be on the mic with uh, a very intelligent young man, is which is my baby brother. Y'all know I always refer him to my baby brother, but Angel is a very intelligent man, and and I, I really appreciate the knowledge that he brings to the show uh, because he's trying. He's coming from a different angle than I am. I'm the comedic, and I'm the I'm the bad boy. Angel is uh, he's a straight talk, you know, give it to you and so forth, and and I, and I love that and I respect that. So, hey, Angel, man, with that said. Give us your final thoughts, sir. Yeah, likewise to you, bro. Yeah, man. Uh, bump Nick Cannon, meaning do less, bigger fish to fry. And all the energy that was put out there to go against Nick should have been applied to Breonna Taylor. It should have been applied to uh, Sandra Bland, Tamir Rice, and all the other uh, uh, Castillo. What's his name? Uh, Orlando Castillo. Um, Walter Scott, Orlando Castillo, uh, Castillo, excuse yeah. me. And if I mispronounce anybody's name, please forgive me. Um, I'm going off of memory and, and low fumes right now. But um, another thing that we have to understand is that um, I'm a challenge church people. Don't get upset when I say what I say about Christianity. Challenge yourself to read, challenge yourself to learn. If you only trust the Bible that was, listen, the Bible was translated from a codex, right? Dead Sea Scrolls. Do you know only a third of the Bible was put into what you call the Bible? Right. So that so that that the Dead Sea Scrolls, there was over five thousand scrolls part of the original Codex. And Shakespeare so, rewritten it in the King James version, and he had to leave a lot of it out. So when you think about that alone, you just gotta really stop fighting and defending the church that you have known to love, have grown to love and start looking and seeking God in his entirety and everything, because religion is what has separated you from God. And I know that's going to offend a lot of you, but I used to be in that same position until I found God on a higher plane when I left religion. Okay. And don't confuse me speaking against religion and speaking against God. Now, 
I say religion because that's one of the common denominators of something people don't ever challenge the truth about. And they think that challenging the truth is disrespectful. The same premises has been applied with history when it comes to people of color. Whenever you challenge a historical uh, statement that has been delivered as a fact, people get in an uproar. People get mad. Just like when you hear that the Lone Ranger was based off of a real black cowboy. People get upset at that because they don't like the truth. They like to stay in this bubble of this world that's been created that it, it, it caters to them. Or when you hear Moses was black, <gasps> you hear the gasp across the room and it's like, that's disrespectful. That's blasphemous. But yet Charleston Heston can portray Moses. You have hung a picture of Caesar Borges on your wall for years, pretending that it was Jesus. A rapist and a pedophile. But when I tell you that Jesus was of dark complexion, that offends you? When you've been taught to worship an image of a pedophile. Are you serious? Listen, man, when it comes to us, why do we have to be perfect? Why are we held to a different standard than others? Why is it that our mistakes are highlighted and magnified to a large proportion than what they really are? Like one person makes a mistake and suddenly all of a sudden we're all capable of the same terrible act. But then there's a history of violence, rape, murder about others that are depicted to you as wholesome and good. They represent the very standard of good when their history doesn't line up with that depiction. You believe that all black people are savages, but as soon as Nick says white people are savage, you get mad? Really? Shut up and dribble didn't piss you off? Dance monkey didn't piss you off? Coolest monkey in the jungle that didn't piss you off? Oh, an 11-year-old boy been gunned down by a police officer that didn't piss you off? Okay, all right, I'll stop. No, I won't. Because see, here's the problem, man. The bad apple is separated from their bunch. But when it comes to us, the bad apple represents our entire bunch. That's where you hear black on black crime. Well, how come people are not marching against crime from a criminal? Like what? So when somebody robs a bank, do you go out in the street and protest bank robbers? You see how dumb that sounds? You see how stupid that sounds? Because then when you, the, the crime you refer to as black on black, when a black person does kill a black person, it's a crime. It's a criminal creating a criminal act. And majority of the time, that person is brought, and per, uh, brought to justice and persecuted by the fullest extent of the law. What are we going to protest? A longer prison sentence? What, what are we going to protest? I'm sorry, what? Okay, so you want to talk about black on black crime, yet two of the biggest hip hop artists that ever lived in this this era, Tupac Shakur and Biggie, were murdered on a crowded street. But yet nobody found a killer. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I got off track. I stuck you in the, in the windpipe on that one. Huh? Listen, man, you can live up to the most perfect example of, of how they try to measure us. Check off all the boxes. You can be the highest educated person in the room, graduate top of your college, uh, of your school. But the moment they want to devalue you, they still going to place you in the category as nigger, not nigger, nigger. 
You see, you are raised by the principle that you're innocent until you're proven guilty. We were raised under the guppy, G-U-P-I. You know what guppies are? They're guilty until proven innocent. So no matter what we do, we have the presumption of automatic guilt. We're persecuted by public court before we even have legal court. That's the reason why we, we get arrested more. That's the reason why we're over-policed, because you're still going on the assumption that we are guilty. It's embedded in our DNA. Even if we somehow break against the standard, become the monopoly, rise above the, the perfect perception that we must be measured against, you still cheat because you move the goal. Once we say, once we do what you say we couldn't do, you move the goal to alter the game to be in your favor. That's like playing baseball with a kid who owns the bat and the ball. As soon as he loses, he takes his ball and go home. Game over. Because he's not going to take an L. Not that day, not any other day. The people who control the game control the outcome of the game. You notice how the people who didn't have a mitt or a ball or a bat played the game the best than the privileged people who had the bat and the ball? You ever notice that? I wonder why that is. I don't know. Then you come up with this fear-mongering about defund the police. But then you argue and say all policemen are heroes, but as soon as you say defund the police, you have an entire police department that don't show up. Since when do heroes quit? I'm sorry? You want to show people how much they need you, but you the hero? I thought heroes rose to the occasion regardless of the need and who needed it. So we selective now? All right. Well, then Disney lied to us about all the hero stories they told growing up in the fairy tales. And that don't matter. That don't add up. Not one bit. So you are in an uproar when they say defund the police as it's going to create pandemonium. But y'all been defunding the public school system for the last century, for the last decade. For the last 10 years, you've been defunding the the public school system. So if you are in fear of defunding the police department, but you sold us on the promise that defunding the public school system was necessary, what does that say? Now, I'm not a mathematician, but places like the city of Los Angeles, more than 65% of that city's budget goes to the police department. Why does a police department need military-grade tanks? That costs 10 to 20 million a pop. That's 200 million towards tanks. Who are you policing? Why do we even have a military if the police department need military equipment? Huh? Aren't we already in the hold of billions of dollars behind funding our own military? What, what domestic terror do we have to police that you need military equipment? That makes no sense. So that means that at all the other needs of the city, the budget is governed under a 35%, right? So if you even take 25% from that 60 and turn that other 35% into 60%, maybe you can create programs that home the homeless. Maybe you create programs that, that can pay teachers a decent salary. Maybe you can have after-school programs that can keep children off the streets and into education. Maybe 
You can have Job Corps programs that teach people skills that make sure unemployment is a thing of the past. You see what I'm saying, people? I'm not a mathematician, but y'all math is not adding up. You get mad, but you steady fund the oppression. You you get upset at defund the police system, but you've been defunding the, the veterans benefit for years. The people who have fought for your freedom, you have put them in a position to where they can barely survive. They can't even go to the VA and get the help that they need because you have stepped over them. But the moment somebody kneeled during the national anthem, now all of a sudden you support your soldiers. Really? It doesn't add up, people. Now, the whole point of being love is to be love. That means love is not selective in any way. That means love doesn't pick and choose who receives it. If you're going to say that you are a people and a nation of love, then racism can't be okay. Hatred cannot be okay in any shape or form. Sexism cannot be okay. So let's get away from the false movements and the hashtag and let's get down to business. And we can't have an honest conversation until we start talking about the truth. The truth. The truth. When we're not speaking on the truth, we're just perpetuating the lie. So I'm going to leave it with that. I'm going to leave it right there. Get at me if you don't like it. Turn it back over to you, big bro. You got backup, though. They don't want to get at you like that, though. <laughs> Damn, skip it. Hey, man, I love it. I love it. I love it. Hey, I just got a message in for Miss Ashley Dumas. Miss Ashley Dumas, listen to our recent episode. She said, love it. You guys cracked me up. My man was listening with me. You guys had key points that he was like, hmm, maybe I should try that. He's also <laughs> going to subscribe and start listening. This was a great episode. Thank you, King and Queen, Miss Ashley Dumas. We appreciate we appreciate you very much. She is also a podcaster with Audaciously Me. Audaciously Me. That is her podcast. Please check her out. I always listen to podcasts on Spotify, but she's on Apple Podcasts as well. Shout out to you, Miss Ashley Dumas, for showing in love. And you see, we were recording when I got the message, so I had to shout you out. Whoa. We appreciate you, love. Thank you. I'm gonna give you a round of applause. No doubt. Angel, I appreciate you from dropping those gems. I had so much that I was going to jump in, but I don't want to step on on it, baby. But you was dropping them, and I appreciate you, sir. Thank you, sir. Man, appreciate being a part of the of the whole conversation and the process. But, yeah, man, we got to do better, dude. And truth is truth. If you don't listen to the truth, you only feeding the lie. Amen. This has been an episode to unpack Nick Cannon and Nick Cannon. We do love you, man. You, you're part of the culture. You part of us. We don't, we don't counsel you. We love and uplift you, brother. We know that you are going through some things, but Hey man, you know, when you step out of pocket, you shall get put back into your place. Sometimes yeah, man, Nick, take your medicine. Love don't, love don't cost a thing. That's what he said with the chime cricket wireless Send us another. <laughs> this this episode, hey, sponsor us, man. I need some sponsorships, man. I need, you know, because Angel called me a thought on the other episode. And I was, I was, <laughs> I was like, what? 
I categorically deny those allegations. <laughs> well, you could deny all you want. It's on tape, baby. It's on tape. <laughs> it's all good, build, man. To, I'm about to build Clinton, y'all. I didn't inhale. <laughs> <laughs> I did not have sexual relations on that with that woman. <laughs> but she did. <laughs> but she did. <laughs> you wrong for that. You wrong for that. Hey, man. Hey, we love y'all, man. Yo, shout out to uh, the Barbie Way podcast. Shout out to my sisters. Man, shout out to Reality Bites. I love you, ladies. Shout out to Eyes Wide Shut podcast. I love you. Queen uh, Von Kalia be dropping that those gems, man. I just got love for everybody. You know, shout out to Too Much Game Podcast, Langston White. Those are my brothers from a different mother. We love you guys as well. Hey, man, Angel, who you want to shout out to? Man, you already shouted him out, so I'm just going to have to echo that shout out. I'm like, what's up? And, and I'm going to shout out anybody on some positive vibes right now, man. Um, anybody's out there just doing what they're supposed to do and, and um, you know, bringing it full circle. And, and we have to have uh, conversations. I think uh, Killer Mike said something that was profound. I'm not all about celebrityism, but when somebody says something smart, I can take it and digest it. And he said, man, it's a, it's a shame because there's white kids in this country that are growing up at a disadvantage because they're being taught a, a curriculum that does not depict the true history and teaches them how to devalue culture. And when you really break that down and think about it, the entitlement and that they're being trained to think and, and feel like this, that, or the third, like it's sad. So we got to open dialogue to kind of bridge the gap. And there's no hate here, dude. Like when we're we're challenging racism, we're challenging injustice, that's what we're challenging. But the, the door is always open to come and sit and open that dialogue from people of all cultures. It's nothing but love here. Yeah, it's all love, man. You know, I just try to shout people out, you know, because we got a lot of people that ride with us. Shout out to Boogie Eats, my sweetie. Shout outs to Kayla, got the 411, the once broken podcast. You want a boogie. Yeah, wait, say that again. Food so good, make you want to book. Yeah, 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 no doubt. Shout out to uh, uh, Chick with a Stick podcast, the family podcast, Shade <laughs> with a T, Shade with your T podcast. You know, I got so many, the Cross and Mind podcast, you know what I'm saying? I, I got so many of them uh, that, I, that I definitely love uh, and uh, try to support as well. Uh, you know, F your mother podcast, that dude is crazy. G Lee, shout out to you, man. I'm, I'm going to try to get you on the damn. show. He but, stay on my news feed. Bro. That dude is <laughs> F your he mother podcast. Inboxed, that dude is. He already inboxed me talking about, hey, let's link up. Like, bet. <laughs> yeah. yeah he, he, I tried to tell him, you know, I said, I said, hey, man, uh, he wanted to hook up on a Sunday. I was like, man, that's my family day. Tomorrow, like, would you tell me then? We just see your time. I'm like, this brother here. Uh, you know, I knock a nice skin nigga out. <laughs> like, shut up, boy. I got love for you. F your mother, G Lee, shout out to you, baby. Uh, Ruth Tinkleflower, shout out to you as well. Ro Tinkleflower, my apologies. Uh, uh, so who else I got in here? Tiffy oh, Television. Uh, yeah, my homie Versus World, man. Versus the World. Uh, he's He dropped a new project called On the Black Hand Side. Man, y'all go check him out, dude. Uh, Kedron, he goes by the name of Verse, and uh, Verse the World is his uh, Instagram. Mm -hmm. uh, very smart brother, man. Got a nice little flow. We've done a couple projects together, and we got something in the works in the future. So, man, go check him out, dude. Shout out to him. Shout out to I Got Problems podcast, the Finding Me podcast. Shout out to 
figure out your life podcast shout out to these dope sisters as well figure out your life i love i love her and finding me podcast i love everyone and i'm shouting out i got love for her so check these podcasters out these are dope podcasters shout out to uh uh terry talks man uh this young this 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 lady this is a white lady that's that's on my podcast on, on our instagram page she is an intelligent woman who is a fair woman who, who talks about all points of life. Shout out to Terry talks, man. I, I really appreciate what she be. She puts it down and uh, you know, she try not to, you know, she's definitely not a Karen, but she shows, she, you know, she shows love to everyone and you have to respect people uh, as well. Uh, and I, I just, I love people who show love to everyone and not just, you know, try to use their position to, you know, talk down to people. She doesn't talk down to people. She talks with, with you. And I think that's uh very important as well. Um, shout out to stay sleep podcast. Those dope, those are some dope sisters. Check those young ladies out. Uh, yeah, I, I always listen to them as shout out to my homie, my Martin homie. She's a Martin fan. Like I am shout out to wine time podcast. Yeah, I love why times like right there. You know, she is funny as all get out with her questions and shout out to ladies pitch podcast as well. And these are some dope queens and we're going to have these queens on angel. These are speak up podcasts. Shout out to them, man. Those are some beautiful ladies, man. The life junkie podcast. Shout out to you as well. Hey, man, I can keep going. There's so many on the list. So many on the list, man. And I hope if I forgot about you, my apologies is just so many. And oh, uh, white chocolate. Shout out to you. These are uh, uh, the Spanish ladies who speak Spanglish went in their podcast. It's, you know, they, they get to going and starting in English and they jump over to Spanglish. I'm like, I don't know why they feel like my Nona talking to me, but I get it. I understand. And my homies at Mind Triggers Podcast, shout out to you. And before I leave, man, shout out to Sip, Smoking Sip Podcast. Those are my homies, two brothers who be doing it. We got love for you. We're going to be on their show coming up pretty soon. Uh, stay tuned to us. We're about to drop Queen in the Poet. We're working on that as well on the back end. I mean, we got so much going on, people. I just wanted to get that shout-out, Ro. If I forgot you this time, I definitely won't forget you next time because this is a family thing. I love all in, uh, all of you guys. I really appreciate you for doing what you're doing. This podcast game is it's a labor of love. We know what it takes to put off, that we put off into this. We know what you do every week, week in and week out. You know, you may not get the credit, but, man, we appreciate you. Let me give every last one of the shout-outs a round of applause. With that said, people, this has been Miss Talks Podcast. May I speak sincerely with your host, Angel and Walter LeRae. I am the poet Walter LeRae, and that is my dope co-host. Angel. Boy, you was late as a mother. Man, I'm going to dock you on that one, man. Uh, nah, man. You're so late. It, 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 the risk of embarrassing myself. I was trying to sneeze with the You better the bring the sneeze media. on, brother. <laughs> Angel. Shout out to Dark Sugar Podcast. That's a beautiful sister as well. You know what I mean? I just I got so many of them, man. Hey, yo, yo. And uh shout out to Chocolate Wasted Podcast. Because when she said uh these sisters walking around, these women walking around here looking like ant bodies, cracked me up man i was dying laughing i was just like yo 
I never thought, hey, you know, she put it out there. Shout out to Karen L. Say It Loud podcast. That sister is beautiful, man. I had to, I had to stay away from her. She would get me in trouble. I'm like, I look at her and be like, Say It Loud podcast, Karen L. That girl is sexy. She beyond sexy. But in the Barbie way, girl, I'm coming for you. Change your name to Sade so I can talk to you. <laughs> I get that pass for Sade, see? <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, okay. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, you know, Molly with the most podcast got love for you as well. You know what I'm saying? Hey, I got so many of them in here. The Barbie way, that young lady, I know I mentioned her before, but really check her out. She's dope. Like I said, man, it's so many, uh, reaching while teaching. It's so many, man, so many podcasters out there. This is a wonderful community. I'm so happy to be a part of it. Angel. I know you're, you're a part of it, man. So, Anything else? Hey, shout out to shout out to Ross and Num Thumbs. What up? What up, Corey? You so know I got love special, for you. A special shout out to Erica Lachey, man. She be dropping some dope videos. Uh, yeah, I posted a few of them on my timeline, and she she speaks real. And yeah, I, I love yeah, her yeah. Energy. I love her her knowledge and her mindset. So yeah. shout yeah. out to you, sister. Yeah, I've been trying thing, to get. Her, I sent her a post to try to get on Queen and the Poet. Man, she she ghosted my email, so I, I'm not. Oh no, nah, she didn't. Hey, man, I'm pretty sure she's busy, man. You know, I'm a joker. You know, I like to have fun. Shout out to Miss Erica Lachey. Keep dropping that knowledge, man. We appreciate you uh, for doing what you do. Like I said before, man, this thing here is a labor of love. Um, a lot of people, you know. A lot of people don't understand what it takes to put this thing together. It is a lot of work. So these podcasters, you know, give them some love, man. If share their, share their content, listen to their content. You know, I talk to too much game. Young Dolomite all the time, man. Steel sharp and steels, man. Like I learned everything from these young brothers and they, they learn from me. It's, it's no competition. It's all love, man. It's all love. And shout out to my, my, my inspirational queen, uh, bougie, believer barbara i love you man y'all check her out she's dope as well i can keep shouting them out all day long man but i just wanted to give them some love angel this is a time that we spread these two fingers apart and we shake a deuce at them brother let's do it peace thank you for tuning in to miss talks podcast may i speak sincerely with your hosts angel and walter Lorray. If you would like to be a part of our show or if you have any suggestions and topics that you would like us to speak on, please feel free to reach us at mistalkspodcast at gmail.com or you can follow us on Instagram. Just search Miss Talks Podcast. Thank you for tuning in. Let the journey begin.